0: And right, I'm going to record this now before I uh, fall asleep again. Never did get around to finishing uh, the drum track, uh, drum tracks yesterday, mainly because I was watching Volin and I was watching it again today. It is Wednesday, December eighth, two thousand twenty-one. I'm Stephen Sierski. Thanks for listening, and thanks for finding this podcast. Hope you're enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying making it every day, at least between Monday and Friday. Yes, sometimes it can be a little bit of an issue. Uh, with the timing especially uh but overall, I do like being able to see it uh develop and uh, having it on on record um but yeah this movie oh insane it just doesn't end uh the guy who recommended it to me he's polish uh had said that it was sort of worse than Schindler's list and I was kind of against that I'm like I don't know schindler's List was pretty bad <laughs> like. I remember sort of being, if not depressed, kind of sick after seeing Schindler's List. This movie is gruesome. It it just doesn't end, and it's like any horror movie you have seen doesn't really compare. Doesn't compare to this, because this is all framed in a sense of history, whereas a lot of horror movies. Are complete fiction. I mean, they might be based on events, uh, some of them, but I mean, your typical horror movie just has senseless gore, senseless violence. This was all. This is part of history that happened between the borders of uh, Poland and Ukraine. So, if you get a chance, uh, go ahead, take a look at it. I'll tell you, it's not for the faint of heart. Don't. I would not watch this with children. If I were you um but uh, I actually got a little bit confusing to, at times and I because my Ukrainian is not that good uh who was speaking Ukrainian or polish I mean you could, I could tell which one was Ukrainian but I couldn't always tell which one was polish uh, especially if there was a, f- a, a few of them talking together the result being that sometimes I was confused as to who was uh running into who because like you know during this war there were groups Travel, going between villages and they'd meet, you know, they'd encounter people on the road and stuff like that. And you never really knew who, like you're dressed like a pole. And I go, well, that was, a, that all kind of looked the same to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's like the, you could not, you literally could not pick the right side to be on. It was almost, it was just pure aggression and violent. You literally had to be more violent than the other person there and hope to God that your Group your crowd, your cadres, um, were stronger than the other group that came in, and it's a lot of burning. Boy, they burned a lot of stuff and mutilations, just horrid stuff. Um, I don't know how uh, historically accurate the movie is in terms of whether or not it's based on a, like a, any events that had happened. Um, th- there was there is one scene where I think it's the Germans who are taking pictures of the bodies. And so I wonder if there are, there are sort of, uh, there is a history of something anyway, like some sort of archives of the, of these sorts of events happening. I'll leave it to you guys and take a look at that. Gruesome as ever. So this is what's uh, occupied me for the last uh, day and a half, basically. It's taken me two days to watch only because I was tired. I mean, I didn't finish, I finished watching it. I, I shut it off at midnight last night. Um, and I was like, I just, I just don't want to watch this anymore. Rather, I want to go to bed so I can get up in the morning and be productive, which, all that being said, was a productive day. Actually, I did have to go to work for a few hours, uh, but uh, luckily I was able to go through quite a bit of uh, my Chinese vocab this morning, uh, and that was uh, very good because I'm finding I'm not always having the time on Saturdays to do the homework. And so what I'm trying to do with these Chinese classes on Sundays is to sit, if not Sunday afternoon, then Monday, sit down and start doing the homework. Like, do as much as I can that day in preparation for the week after, just so I can make sure I get it done, so I'm not panicking on Saturday, and so that I feel comfortable going into class on Sunday morning. And I think that's very important to eliminate any sort of nerves I might have about going to class because I may not know something, whether it's like this character there, that character there. One or two characters, of course, you're gonna run into that you don't know, but if it's constantly and you just don't know what the characters are, I mean, it's, you really do have to ask yourself, what's your commitment to the course? Uh, to, not just to the course, but to your own language learning. Uh, so yeah, it is tough. I know, uh, me, making time uh, for, you know, going to work, but then also making time to uh, study. It's, it's tough. I'll tell you, this language, it literally consumes you. Uh, you just spend so much time on it. Um, and I still haven't signed up for Russian classes again, although it is still something I want to uh, get into again. Um, going f- forward, I wonder if I will sign up through italki, because they, they take PayPal, And sometimes it's easier to get money through to PayPal than it is in in other ways. But uh, uh, I I can accept payment from other people through PayPal. So it's sort of like it's one of those things where, you know, there's another sort of way of uh, paying that isn't Chinese based. And it's not credit card based, nor is it like bank based in Canada. right? You know, so it's still a bit in the cloud, uh, which is uh, very useful if you don't really have a settled address, fixed address at the moment, Right. Uh, all of which is, uh, you know, what to say, what what is the fixed address? <laughs> the fixed address, currently Beijing, uh, at least for a couple more years. At the uh, what it looks like, the news is that uh, several the gov- United States and Britain have both said that they are not sending government officials to the Olympics, which is basically a, a tantamount to a political boycott of the games. Athletes will still go, so they'll still get the marketing and the advertising and all the glory of it. It just means that no old men will be in the stands that have political affiliation, right? Or at least from yeah, the United States and from Britain. That's what it sounds like anyway. Um I don't know if the Olympics will miss them. How's that? Ah uh, yeah. Uh, and and I think that goes for a lot of countries. I mean it just uh, I don't are your politicians that integral to the, the functioning of the the Olympics? I don't, know. I don't know. That's a good question. Very good question. Um, December drumming is yeah. I haven't done. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't done uh, two days worth now. So what I'm going to do is I think I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to record a couple of drum solos, and that'll sort of meet the requirement. Bring me up to speed. Bring me up to date. Uh, and then that way I can focus on maybe experimenting a little bit more. Um, in the next couple of days or so. There are some other ideas I have for percussion, uh, but they do require a little bit more effort rather than just sitting down and banging through something in an hour. Like a, so it, it, requ- it will require more takes, which is or more overlapping, like multi-tracking, which is a lot more difficult than just using a solo instrument such as, uh, such as like on uh, iPad or even just using the uh, software instruments on my computer. It's very different. So, um, yeah, I am behind. I know. But by the end of this month, I will have 31 drum tracks recorded and posted on my website. And I am, yes, again, aiming to make this into one larger album. And this project, I will say already, seems and feels a lot more refined than my first attempt, like my my attempt at January earlier this year. And this it, this excites me because it sort of sets up like a a bit of a process to follow, a bit of a template of sorts in which I can I'm not trying to write the blog posts at the same time, which for January a lot of my time during the day or at the end of the day was spent trying to quickly write up, you know, a 5 to 1000 word blog post explaining how I made the track Uh, and taking screenshots and everything in here. I am not doing that uh, to the same extent. I'm not doing that for this this project just yet. Now, I might go back and do that later on. Uh, Certainly like a... uh, Actually, I'm not even sure if it's worth having a director's commentary because these audio blogs are sort of filling in that gap. If I had a good transcription service, which I'm sure they exist, I, I just upload these audio blogs have them transcribed, and uh, post those. <laughs> that would sort of be my easiest, simplest solution to uh, uh, these things. But yeah, just because, you know, I really do want just a couple days off where I can focus on some of these things. Um, because if I had a good solid eight, nine hours, I could bang through a lot of the uh, the back-end work. <laughs> that sounds so funny. A lot of the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that needs to i get done like you know screenshots organizing the website organizing my own computer which is what i did a couple of days ago uh deleting files and it's, it's actually looking like i might have to upgrade my computer because the the file sizes and the amount of space i need now need want it's more than it was 5 years ago when i got this computer um, and my original idea why I got this computer to only have 256 gigs of RAM, you're probably gasping, why would you ever do that? Especially, especially if you're a video editor um, or like a musician or anything. And the reason was to always have an external drive attached. What I didn't realize is that getting all that organized and you know, transferring from this hard drive to another hard drive takes time and just, you're sitting there waiting for this blue bar to fill up, and you're like, oh, wow, I really should have thought this one through. Yeah, so I think if I do get a new computer, I'm just going to get one of the, you know, uh, as much hard drive space as I can, <laughs> and then that way I won't have to think about it for another uh, couple of years. But uh, I was looking at um, some of these MacBooks that are available now, and although very sweet systems, it doesn't look like they're available like it's a two month wait to get some of these systems it's not as easy as it was uh, a couple of years ago so pre-pandemic but uh, then again I haven't bought any large computer items large electronic items in a very long time so I'm not sure if uh, it's actually going to be that long or if it's you know they're just preparing you for a worst case uh, scenario you know and such a topic to talk about after watching a movie like Volin where it's you know all they want is to survive or be left alone and uh yeah we're talking about macbooks and internet access i <laughs> yeah i guess so so and drums i guess so uh i will get those uh tracks up i've got two ideas uh so far um probably a, a snare solo and then a drum solo I think that'd be kind of fun uh, to to try out a little bit, just to uh, practice and keep things going there. And then I'll have those on my website as well. Um, Other than that, uh, we'll leave that one here for today. I know it's middle of the week. Hope you guys are having a good week so far. I do work tomorrow, but Friday I don't. Saturday I do, Sunday I don't, but I have class. So Friday will be my, my catch up day for some of my projects. Hope you guys are uh, doing well, and we will talk again. Thanks for listening. Show notes up on stevensterski.com. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye. And that should do it. Uh, So this is December 8th, 2021. I'm Stephen Styrowski, and this here uh, was today's offering for my December drumming challenge, in which every day in the month of December, I try to make a drumming or percussion or some sort of percussive type of music track. So today, I want to keep things simple and a little bit different from the electronic iPad work that I've been doing as of late. And I want to make things a little bit more real. I also want to make it something that just about anyone could do if they put in the time and effort. So today's track is called pen tap and it's basically what you would imagine it is. It's pens on tapping on a table. Not very difficult. All I think every office worker has these at their disposal. I think everybody has these things at their disposal. But it's whether or not you sit down to actually play with them, and how many times do you actually play with them and record what you do. It's very easy to think that we can play a lot of these rhythms, when in actuality it can be a little bit difficult because you have to get the uh, sticking correct, uh, the patterns Correct, because if you don't, then it just sounds like you're 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 making noise. So the idea with this, I did this. So I recorded about four or five different takes of it. This is take number two, and uh, I used what is it? One, two, three, four, five pens. So two black ink pens, a pencil, a 2B pencil, a red marker type pen, and a highlighter. I'll let you listen to it and see which ones are which you can no doubt I think you'd be able to uh tell which ones are which uh throughout you'll notice there's a bit of uh like there's a, a rumbling not a rumbling what would you call it uh something like it's it's a grating sound of some sort the, the pencil so the pencil is like a, 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 a not an octagon a sec a sex a, a octagon pentagon I don't know, whatever, it's not completely circular. And uh, that way it, it rolls against the, uh, it grates against the table a little bit. The other thing is that I recorded it on my uh, portable table. And so the table can actually move quite a bit. And so you might hear some extra artifact. Now I did try to clean up a lot of that in post when I put it into uh, Logic. I ended up putting an expansion plug-in on, so I did the high expansion, and then I took a compressor with the vintage opto uh, setting, and I used the, which one did I use? I think I just used the basic, the factory default on that one. Didn't touch that too much. I also put on the exciter with a little bit of sizzle, and then I threw on a limiter, cutting it by uh, two decibels on the gain, And finally, the last little thing uh, that I threw on was a Chroma Reverb uh, with the drum chamber uh, selected with everything pulled down quite a bit. Dry is up about 76%, wet about 27%, but the decay is very little, only about 0.44 and the distance is about 8%. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with all this terminology, the reverb Adds a little bit of uh, ambiance to the sound. So it's kind of like if you ever, the best example is your bathroom. You go, or a hallway, especially here in China, if you uh, stamp your foot on the floor, you'll hear sort of a, a, a reverb, or the sound will carry throughout uh, the hallway. That's your reverb. And the funny thing about music production is that so often people try to uh, record in absolute silence and then after that they add the reverb later on in an effort to uh, make it sound a little bit natural <laughs> I, one of the reasons i didn't stick with the natural reverb because what the expansion plugin does is that it kills the room noise and a couple days ago i mentioned this uh, or I think i mentioned it before, with what happens is that when you record in a room and you just take that audio file and you listen to it, there's a buzzing sound. So it's the white noise of the room. And you don't notice it when you're sitting in the room, but the microphone picks this up. The issue with this is that when you take the headphones off, you feel an immediate sense of relief. And that's because your ears, your eardrums, are being bombarded by this white noise that isn't really adding anything to uh, the soundscape. Matter of fact, it's kind of just taking away from it. So the idea with uh, the expansion and some of the compressor um, being able to kill some of the room noise so it doesn't interfere with the overall sound that's being recorded, and then you throw the reverb on, and gives it a little bit more life to the recording. It's very slight, very subtle, and uh, listening to it without the reverb, it kind of sounds like, yeah, there's someone tapping pens on a table. With the reverb, it sounds a little bit more lively. So it's one of those things where you could do without it, but I think it does sound just a little bit better um, with uh, the reverb on Other than that, the patterns that I'm playing throughout are, there's a variety of them that I've used before. uh, The da 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 -da. I think I picked that up from Metallica years ago. Uh, And there's other ones, like a lot of triplets. And uh, what else would it be? Um, A lot of rudiments as well. So uh, just playing back and forth, right, left, right, right, like your paradiddle. uh, And then also the racitaz or the flamacuse. Uh, like So you, you're hitting two uh, hits very close to each other, one being very soft and uh, the second one being accented. It's a variation. There's no real theme overall. It's me just jamming with pens uh, with the idea that if you were sitting around in an office, had a couple pens available and what do you do when you're bored or waiting for a meeting? This is what you might play. Probably not, but you could play something similar to this. <laughs> Use what you got is what I, I guess I'm trying to get at with the, this track. So that's the pen tap. Um, the one thing I need to mention about this track is that I recorded it on my cell phone. And as I've noticed, my cell phone seems to mostly record in the right channel and not the left. And I think that's because of the bottom microphone is the right and then the top microphone I guess would be the left. I'm not entirely sure how this works. Uh, I should probably look it up. So what ended up happening is that the sound was very heavy towards the right side of the sound sphere, of the soundscape. So I panned it a little bit left. If I did it any more... Then it would actually distort. It'd be very distorting to listen to. Uh, but this way, with since it is so heavily on the right, I panned it just a little bit. It seems to have evened out the uh, um, the sound just a little bit. I did try to duplicate the the audio files, like the tracks, and then to switch one to completely left, and then leave the other one just slightly left. And it was no, I wasn't having any of it. So. That was uh, one little thing that I had to be aware of when I was uh, recording uh, this track. Going on over to my website, stevensersky.com, under the December Drumming page, you'll find the track listing uh, and the current tracks. You can download them all there, and also all of the uh, commentary tracks, such as this one. So, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed Pen Tap for my December Drumming Challenge. Again, I'm Steven Sersky. Please check out my website, stevensersky.com. Thanks for listening.